December 10th. A fatal anticlimax. Mr. Austin Wilcox, director of the Bulliver Toy Company and consequently the man responsible for every clattery, glittery, rattly noisemaker and gigor that ever fell out of a Christmas stocking to ruin the mornings of parents everywhere, found asphyxiated to death by the poisonous fumes of a set of faulty indoor fireworks. Turns out there is something worse about them than just crushing disappointment. Lightning flying all the snow with a hey ha 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 ho ha ho with sleigh bells ringing gaily singing merrily we go. Deadvent Calendar, a merry murder mystery in twenty-four crimes, written by Tobias Sturt and read by John Millington. London in the early hours is a strange place. It's suddenly stripped naked. With the crowds gone, its secret structure stands revealed. The back is taken off and you can see the workings. The people and things that make the city work but go unnoticed in the day. Cabbies and bus drivers. Kebab shop owners staring forlornly out of empty shops. Attendants behind shatterproof glass in all-night petrol stations patiently reciting along to language courses on their smartphones. Whirring beetles of road-sweeping machines, picking over the curb for loose detritus. Council workers taking up the roads, tube workers heading down the tunnels. Homeless wanderers and early morning workers. Cleaning staff and overnight deliveries. Foxes and policemen. And fast food delivery men. We raced after the delivery rider as he swept down empty streets, jinked through housing estates and rattled down roads still inexplicably cobbled then out into a still-bustling brick lane and a crowd still shouting outside the 24-hour bagel shop, round Spitalfields and almost losing him in the knot of still medieval streets by Bishopsgate, then back out again into Whitechapel. Not quite taking the direct route, I gasped at Shiloh, struggling to draw level with him. He's trying to shake us off, he said. Keep up! And into the strange, forlorn streets below Oldgate, where London doesn't quite know what to do with itself and is just busking on a minor theme until it can get to the river. Then there on the corner was a shut-up pub, black awnings interspersed with hanging baskets of grimy plastic flowers, and sitting at one of the tables outside was a man in a neat dark suit. The Deliveroo rider stopped beside him, handing him a pizza box. Quick! shouted Shiloh, leaping from his bike and letting it clatter to the pavement beside him, racing across to the pub as the rider took off again down the road, I raced after him, coming up alongside as he reached the pub and grabbed the pizza box out of the hands of the suited man. Oi, said the man. That's mine. Oh, you admit it, said Shiloh. You admit that this is yours, this Hawaiian pizza. The man unfolded himself from where he was sitting, revealing himself to be a good deal larger than he had appeared in the shadow of the awning. A questionable choice? said Shiloh, putting it gingerly back on the table. But, each to his own, just checking, a secret shopper, you know. Bon appetit. Come back here, 
shouted the man as we took off back down the street, but evidently his ham and pineapple was inexplicably more interesting than us. He's gone, I said, regarding the now entirely empty street. He's definitely trying to get rid of us, said Shiloh, which at least means that we very much have our man. Had, I said. The word you're searching for is had. You know my methods, said Shiloh. Call me Watson again and I will knock you over, I said. He was trying to shake us off, but he was always heading west, said Shiloh. Assuming he is under instruction to deliver Mickey's letter, we can assume that the destination was somewhere in the city. Or beyond it, I said. In Ludgate, or Aldwych, or Westminster, or Kensington, or Chelsea, or Fulham, or Hammersmith, or Slough, for all we know. If the worst comes to the worst, we can just stake out the deserted factory again, said Shiloh cheerfully. Come on, what have we got to lose? Sleep, I ventured, but he was off again, riding into the London night, and I, like an idiot, followed. We raced down past the tower, floodlit, lonely and monumental without the crowds of tourists around it, and then up through Fenchurch into the city itself. Shiloh slackened the pace now, coasting down the still dark winding streets, constantly peering left and right down alleys and side roads for any glimpse of our Deliveroo rider. So what have we discovered? he asked as we passed under the shadow of the walkie-talkie. Applicants get in touch through the flyer and then have to post a letter in a chimney in an abandoned factory, which is unnecessarily complicated, if you ask me. I thought it was a rather nicely weird touch, frankly, I said. Genius, said Shiloh, is often cursed with idiosyncrasy. If you're referring to yourself, I said, I feel I ought to point out that so is stupidity. Then it's picked up by a courier to be delivered... Somewhere, said Shiloh, ignoring me. The question is, where? Over there, I think, I said, pointing down a side street, where a Deliveroo rider in a Santa hat was mounting his bike outside of an anonymous 60s office building. Quick! Shiloh took off down the street as the rider raced away and careered to a stop outside the plate glass revolving doors of the building. He leapt from his bike and pushed against the doors. They shuddered but did not move. The lobby beyond was in darkness, Shiloh pounded on the door, but inside nothing stirred. He's trying to divert us again. Quick! He turned from the door, looking down the far end of the street where the rider was disappearing around a corner. Come on, we can still catch him! And once more we were off, chasing after the Deliveroo rider as he flitted before us down the narrow city streets and alleys, which was getting harder now, as the night was turning into morning, and the first workers were starting to amble their way to their offices. We swerved and slalomed between them, the green uniform pulling further and further ahead until we suddenly came out into Bishopsgate and there in front of us, Liverpool Street Station was emptying out great gouts of commuters into the thickening streets. But there it was, chained up outside the station, a bike in Deliveroo livery. And there was the helmet with the Santa hat pushing its way against the flow of the crowd into the station. We abandoned our bikes too and joined the fight, being shoved this way and that, as we tried to fight our way inside, following the Santa hat. And then it was gone. No, there it was, sitting in a bin. And there was a bright green tabard thrown over a bench on the concourse. And there wasn't our delivery rider, his identifying uniform discarded, just another anonymous, undistinguished individual, milling with all the other undistinguished individuals in the crowded station, and gone quite gone.
You have been listening to Deadvent Calendar, written by Tobias Sturt from an original idea by Tobias Sturt and Rowan Davis. The story is read by John Millington, and I read the murders. The music is The Sleigh by The Sportsman and by Mitch Miller and his orchestra and chorus, both from the Internet Archive. If you enjoyed this podcast, please spread the word, and even rate and review it if you can. You can find more on SoundCloud, as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher, and on our website at ruritania.co.uk slash stories. And tune in next episode to open another fatal window in our dead vent calendar. All the world is blank and white as snow, so cold and crisp and light, the shaft is blowing, we are going onward through the night.